This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. One quick announcement. Tinkered Thinking has released its first book, The Lasilius Parables, Volume 1. As many will know, a short story is released every Sunday, and this book is an illustrated collection of the first 50 stories released on the podcast. An enormous amount of effort and love went into this project in order to bring it to life. If you want to check it out, go to tinkeredthinking.com slash bookstore. Episode 972, The Art of Suggestion. The only suggestions worth describing are the suggestions that someone has asked for. In other words, advice. All other suggestions are a waste of breath. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't make suggestions. That is, literally build structures that create a particular suggestion. This is the art of influence, or manipulation. That last word might seem like a bit of a bad word, but realize how little difference exists between manipulation and influence. They are rivalnims, which is to say that they have the same functional definition, but one is regarded as positive and desired, and the other is negative and seen as potentially harmful. The word influence carries a bit more of a suggestive air, and therefore leaves the agency squarely in the control of the person being influenced. Manipulation, on the other hand, evokes more a sense of control, as though it's an attempt to explicitly control someone to a specific end with no choice on their part. However, if the person is agreed ahead of time in order to achieve a certain end, is it still manipulation? Take, for instance, the agreement a person has with a physical trainer. Someone looking to get fit and healthy turns over all of the decision-making to the physical trainer, and then the physical trainer decides how that person should physically and literally manipulate their body to achieve a particular result. In such a situation, neither influence nor manipulation seem to fit right. Influence is too wishy-washy and manipulate too deceptive. But functionally speaking, they are appropriate. The physical trainer makes suggestions about what to do with the expectation that such suggestions will be followed. In such circumstance, however, there is a clear and obvious agreement regarding agency, action, and decision-making. The nature of suggestion can straddle that uncomfortable divide that we sense with influence and manipulation, and this is easily elicited with language. We can hope to be a good influence by making a wise suggestion, but someone can also try to be manipulative by wearing suggestive clothing, but even that can go both ways. Someone is fairly likely to wear suggestive clothing on a date they are looking forward to in order to suggest the potential incentive of pleasure and intimacy. This may not be conscious nor designed, but it is a rather unwise ignorance of human nature to believe that it won't function in this way. As a further example, wearing a hazmat suit to a date obviously suggests something quite different. Point is, everything probably suggests something, but those suggestions that are linked up with a clear and present incentive are going to have the greater practical effect. Notice how this applies to the suggestions we actually give others. Is there ever much incentive baked into our use of language? We might try to bargain as with make your bed and you can have some ice cream, 
But then again, the incentive is very clear and practically available in such bargaining. Giving someone the suggestion to develop a practice of meditation in order to begin the long-term process of developing emotional regulation in order to deal with issues of anxiety, while an excellent idea in theory, is actually a very poor suggestion. The incentive is distant and completely impalpable. This gives rise to an important and unfortunate aspect of incentive. Short-term return is far more attractive than long-term gain. We have a great difficulty thinking long-term, especially if it's coupled with a short-term version. But the better results are almost always locked behind long-term incentives. That ice cream in exchange for making one's bed is far less valuable than the exquisite good of being able to properly regulate one's emotions, but one is far closer so you can even taste it. But change the incentive to meditate and things can change. For example, let's say I'll give you a dollar every day that you meditate. Suddenly the incentive is closer, more palatable. But notice the point of meditation is not money. It's simply another incentive that's been arbitrarily linked up to it. This is often the game we have to play. In order to reach for long-term incentives, we need to invent additional short-term incentives that have a suggestive effect and thereby keep the process rolling consistently. The art of suggestion isn't so much one of influence manipulation, but one of structure and incentive. Proper suggestion requires that those who receive the suggestion always feel a sense of agency, of control over their own destiny. The best suggestions are never explicit, but ones that naturally arise in the other person's mind as a result of incentive structures that have been created around that person. This may sound manipulative. It is. But it can also be an effective way of being a good influence. This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinkered Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly, and you can do this on the support page at TinkeredThinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context. <laughs>